Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam, Dr. Mohammed. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so um, salam alaikum, viewers. Um, thank you so much for taking time out of your precious weekend time to be with us. Um, myself and Sister Aiva are here to um talk about the importance of water, and and um because our organization, Women Helpers, plans to focus on water hygiene and sanitation and we do plan to do future projects in Africa. Um, we're here to talk about the importance of water and also the importance of water in the Islamic um, um, Islamic knowledge or Islamic religion. Um, Sister Nahiva is the CEO of Women Health First and she's going to do this presentation. Thank you. Thank you so very much, Dr. Mohamed, and thank you very much for you. For, for those who doesn't know, Dr. Mohamed is a, our board member, executive board, and the vice president of uh, public health promotion. And uh, Dr. Mohamed oversee all the health issues that we have and promote the health in terms of education and also promotion. And one of her area is a uh, water water project. Although we do have a manager on the site that will be just over doing those projects. She's going to be overviewing the, the implementation for our program, water program in Africa. Thank you so very much, Dr. Mohamed. And also, um, this presentation, also, all those credits has been given to Dr. Mohamed in terms of uh, research. I'm just a presenter. So we're going to go ahead and then continue this uh, presentation now. Well, as uh, Dr. Mohamed mentioned earlier, water, water, water. It's very important. Yeah, let's reflect on that. So water is just a, such a crucial part of our existence and yet we take it as a granted. Yes, we take it as a granted because uh, every single time that we open robinet, either to just wash our hand most of you can agree with me or disagree that we lose so much water before even we can wash our hands. And water is so precious, it's so important that if we can't, can we just pour it in a container first and then wash our hands? No, we can, right? Absolutely, we can now because we're very busy with our life and we take water as a granted. As a Muslim woman, we should really review this. It's very important, you know, for us to, um, to take every day opportunity to contemplate and reflect upon the importance of the water in our lives and in our environment in general. And also this is another great thing we need to do is to really recall on Allah's grace upon us, the grace of water. The reason why I'm saying that We'll be seeing some video during this presentation that will stop you, unless you're already familiar with what we are talking about. These simple things that we take as a granted is a very important for other people now. And they don't even have. So our organization, like Dr. Mohammed mentioned earlier, will be talking about um, We've been focusing on doing other stuff, such as 
providing water in Africa. Why? Because it's very crucial and some people do not have this luxury. So we will be implementing something called WASH. WASH is the water sanitation and hygiene. So why do wash really matter? Why this? Why is matter to have that? Subhanallah. Well, it is more than just having water. It's also have issue related to sanitation and hygiene. Is public health issue. You know, those who doesn't have a clean water have a tendency having a drinking contaminating water because they do not have choices. And uh, they end up having a diseases just, a, just as a cholera, diarrhea diseases, pneumonia, hepatitis A or B sometimes. And uh, those things can be easily preventable, hepatitis B, for respect of that, can be easily preventable with the vaccine or probably by not even taking those water if they have the clean water, you know? And another thing that's wise, it's very important to target those issues that the children miss up education because they did not have proper water to just drink or because they have a contaminated water that they drink, what happened? They end up being uh, sick and missing school, you know, especially the girls. They also miss school because again, they don't have a clean water to drink, therefore, and you know the, the clean water to use to to wash themselves during menstrual cycle. Therefore, they are very 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 shy and very shame of themselves to even go to school because again they feel unclean. So why is very important? What does matter? It matter because again, although it's a problem, water is a crisis and we can see it with a global, is global crisis. The peoples are more in solution mood, are women and girls. Meaning what? They don't have a water, right? The whole village, for instance, does not have a water. And is a responsibility on the girl and the woman to carry the water and bring it home. So it's a gender issue. And as a woman health first, you know that we don't play when it comes to seeing a woman suffering. We wanna eradicate chronic diseases in here. We wanna prevent the diseases that relate to women issue and we wanna empower women. You know, therefore we are really involved in this um, solution of a water crisis, global water crisis. Well, it's not because again, Water is integral part of Islam as well. And as a Muslim woman, you know, we know that uh, we use water like earlier, not just to wash our hands, to take a bath, but also to perform wudu, right? To purify ourselves to like a gusul when you have a uh, junud or like impurity coming from a, Macho cycle or uh, after uh, intimacy with a, a spouse, we are obligated to purify ourselves, right? Performing gusso. Those are the ritual ambulation washing specific way based on Islamic uh, norms. 
And this can be something that we can, we always, always need water to do that. Although there may be others way out in case of a necessity when there is no water, right? But most likely we all need water to really maintain our cleanness. Here, Women Health First project is all about West Africa, one community at a time. Why? Because uh, although global, although water crisis is a global health issue, is a global pandemic, is really, really affecting more severely Africa than any other countries. Water, very simple, but crucial for our life, crucial for our health, crucial for the wealth, water. Yeah, save water, with the save water, what do we do? We drink, we take a shower, we take a bath, we make our hudu, we purify ourselves, we wash our dishes, you know, we do laundry, we cook, we grow our crops, Some I have a, Great sister who have a nice backyard and she grow, she grow some pepper and tomatoes right here in Georgia. So yes. So, and then we feed animals. If you have a cat, the same sister also have a cat and she always, you know, provide water not just for her family, but also for her cat. So you see, it's very important. As I briefly said earlier, Women are disproportionately affected by water issue than average person or man. So inadequate drinking water and sanitation and uh, hygiene impact the process of health risk of a children. You know, they are far reaching. It's not just the children, but the girls, like I said earlier, is really affecting girls more than women. We cannot really emphasize that. We will see that some of the statements are repeat themselves because again, it's very important to really bring to attention, you know, how women suffering, you know, to fish in the water while the whole community in the need, but the women that you will see doing this stuff. So in Sub-Sahara Africa, here we talk about Sub-Saharan Africa, is the whole Africa except Arab Africa. What is Arab Africa? It's uh, like uh, Egypt, Morocco, Tunisia, Algeria, um, you know, Sudan sometimes can be classified. Those Arab, you know, like white Arab or yellow Arab um, in Africa, right? Let's say no Northern Africans. They're not included in here. If you remove those eight countries, the remaining is the Sub-Sahara Africa. And within Sub-Sahara Africa, we have a West Africa. And West Africa have 16 countries, right? So in Sub-Sahara Africa, women and girls bear the burden of a searching for water. You know how much they walk? How many kilometers? 3.7 miles, you know, daily to collect and carry up up to 40 pounds, you know, of water on the head, missing school. Let's view this together. 
You can see in this picture on your left side of your screen, you will see that there is a moldy water right there. And this is the right picture taken by our coordinator, project coordinator in Africa for this particular project that we are about to do. These are really alarming. When I see this, there is no way that I can totally believe is this. This is happening in 2021, right? So you can see, and on your right hand, you will see women carry those, including this beautiful lady with hair like nice leggings, beautiful purple top, carrying water on her, right? can see more pictures about that project, how they carry those water and walking long distances, walking long distances, sisters, subhanAllah, to just bring water home. Now, try to give your GPS when you're going somewhere and put 3.7 mile and have an idea, right? 3.7 mile is a long distance, that's average based on UN data, United Nations. So look at this, again, women and women. On your left-hand side, you will see a woman, not only she already have a big container, you know, of water on her hair, but the other sister still pulling water on to her, you know, look at her, her muscle on her legs, meaning that she deploys so much energy to do this. Nevertheless, that does not stop there. She got to walk, just like in the picture on your right, right? 3.7 miles to carry those water home. And sometime with a baby on the back, like in the front pictures on your right, you will see the woman with a white shirt. Her back, she wrapped the baby. You can see on her chest, the material that she wrapped her body, uh, her, her wrap. She used the second wrap to wrap her baby. Yeah, and she removed her shoes. She holding the shoes on. Why? Because she has to walk fast. The shoe does not help her. And she holding her hand, the right hand with the shoes. Wow, this is done. Just to collect water. Unsafe water. Unsafe water. You can see on your left picture, those women, not just one person, coming there and collecting those water. Very, not just very dirty, but full of contaminations. According to WHO, World Health Organization, 2.1 billion people around the world do not have safely managed drinking water or Drinking water at home. Wow, this profound. And is more alarming those data as one out of three Africans do not have access to easily accessible local drinking water sources. In those families, they rely on contaminated water sources of diseases. You know, these diseases like I previously mentioned Number one is the cholera, dysenteria, you know, typoid, and all those, you know, and hepatitis A, and many, many 
you know, warm infections that they can have. It's just alarming, just alarming. And that doesn't stop there. The same statistic from uh, World Health Organization indicate that every day, more than 700 children under five years of old die from diseases linked to poor water sanitation hygiene. And also another data summarized the same thing with the UNICEF saying the same thing, five children under five years old, 700 of them die every day with the contaminating water. And if you can see on this uh, slide, absolutely, you can see that the same water that the washing flows in, this must be one of the best water. And this picture is a Tanzania, although we're doing a West Africa, we choose this picture because again, is a quality of the water that they called quality of water. This water is not even decent. Why? Because again, they do laundry in this water. You can see ladies washing and the same water sources is a contaminated when it drains back to the other side. As you can see on your right, up of the picture, there is a blue container there. Those are the people collecting those water to drink. SubhanAllah. It's very sad. Another thing is the sanitation. They have open defecations, like making number two outside. They don't have a latrine, right? And those ground water is also contaminated from the water that they drink and causing 6.673 million people worldwide still practicing this of open defecation, you know? And we're talking about one in eight people around the world. And this is not just in Africa. This is profound. Access to improved sanitation. Here, they don't have, we have a 4.5 billion people worldwide do not have, uh, do not use a safely managed toilet. And we're talking about three in a five people worldwide data. That is a 61% of a global population, according to World Health Organization. And uh, another thing is the hygiene. Remember when we say wash, we say water, sanitation, right? The last and the least, but not the least is hygiene. As you can see, it's a lot of uh, dirt, garbage, pulling out the water that also drain to go to drinking water. And on the up top of your picture is, uh, is a toilet right there. The lady coming from toilet, right? They're wearing pink socks, you know? So it's very important that we should really, really think about how blessed we are having a clean water just to drink. Yeah. 
We, as we know, and we preach it many times, importance of a hand washing, you know, and hand washing regularly with the soap can reduce up to 50% of a bacteria, right? But uh, where, how can they have a hand washing when they don't even have a water? Some organization has been working, such as a water for charity, great, doing good mission, providing water. So those stood at the school system. These kids right there are fortunate to get this uh, water tank and they were able to wash their hand on your left. On your right hand side, this is in here in the US. Look at the water that they're using. They have access to water. They have access to water. We take as we take as granted, we can just wash water. And why is this important? You know, the key to improve hygiene is here is that uh, the children are taught out of school, you know? And then uh, we realize that uh, the behavior change starting from children. Don't take your children out of granted. In here on your right, this uh, in your left, these kids are, are still in our school, right? And this is school system that give them hand washing. In your right hand side is a picture with a, a mom with his boy. This boy is in the first grader. He can they teach him how to school importance of hand washing. So she come home, he came home and tried to tell his mom how it's important and teaching his mom how it's important to do hand washing for 30 seconds at least. So as we can see, it's very important to invest on our children in education because uh, they bring home not only education, but they also bring a behavior modification that can lead to healthy behavior, you know, and healthy norms at home. It's very important. So therefore, providing water is crucial to maintain our kids to school in Africa, because when they be able to go to school, they will learn not just academic to become a pharmacist, medical doctor, or pilot, because people think that uh, you have to come to America to be all that. They ignore that we have the best doctors in here. They're all from Africa. One of them is our beloved sister, Dr. Mohammed on the, on the board. Does she have her medical degree from Africa? So that being saying, is a crucial, is very crucial for us to have our kid at a school. We want to ensure that they go to school, you know, but we ensure that they have a water. Because a girl can miss school because she does not have water to clean herself during the menstrual cycle. That's profound. What can we do? What can we do with this problem? There is two things that we feel that we believe, strongly believe that we can do. Number one, we must be thankful to our creator, the provider of the water, the provider of everything, including water, that we are very blessed. We are very blessed as a Muslim woman in the US or all those people who are fortunate to have a clean water running pipe in their house. We have to really thank Allah for it. We have to be grateful 
we have to contemplate that thing that we take as a granted. We must think that is valuable. This is the true reality. I came to reflect on how important it is. And God bless Sister Zainab. I was to her house. She had a tank. She had a container, rectangle container on her sink. That's how she was the dishes. I came home and implement that right away. And I bring that to her attention that this is a very crucial that she's doing a great work. She said, I've been doing that. What do you do? I said, I just run the water and wash the dishes and like that because, you know, Allah forgave us. So sisters, that's what we need to do. We are here today. It's not just for you to be involved in the project or anything, but the first call is to us to be grateful to our creator, to be thankful for anything, if anything, water than we have. So one Allah, sisters. What are then we have? Now, it's, a, it's a very important, you know, to, to be really grateful to Allah, to, 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 to thank Allah for his mercy upon us. Why? We have water. Yay, we have water. Alhamdulillah. So that's the first thing we need to do in this. That's objective of this gathering today, to be Thankful to Allah that we have water. Very simple. The second objective is to call all of you to be involved. We're calling you to be really involved in this project, all of you. And also we count on you to call other sisters to be involved in this project. How? Simple, you can donate for this cause. And any donation amount is very crucial. It can lead to something. The founder of uh, Children uh, Cancer Research, Sanju Hospital, he said that somebody donate $1 million for his project. He said, well, that's very thankful, but that's not what we asked him. $1 for $1 million is much better than all you alone just come in and donate $1 million. I want everybody to be involved. We take the money, that's fine. But we want everybody to be involved. We want everybody to be able, as a Muslim sisters, we want all of us to receive asanat because there is a strong adit that say that the best charity is a water charity. Now, so yes, the first thing you can do is to donate any amount. The second thing is to see if you can do fundraising involving three, four other sisters to come together and explain. If you need information about fundraising, we will send you stuff. Sister Naima in New York has started setting up uh, crowdfunding for us, you know? So yes, that's another way to do it. Another thing you may do is, which is very important, is in-kind donor. Become in-kind donor. What that mean? To volunteer your time. One hour a day, a week, yes, to see what you can do, right? Your expertise, any skill you have that will contribute to this, we are more than welcome. Just reach to us, let us know that I'm available, I could contribute with my time, or perhaps my pen, my pencil, or I can contribute about I'm a 
good in a proofreading. You know, I know most of you in here, you, you, you know, you are French. So when you write some stuff, I can review them and give a quality review, as quality insurance control review. Those are the in-kind donor. Anything that you can do that can help. Even to share information with your group. If you have a WhatsApp group and you want to share that information with your WhatsApp group, yes. If you can donate, one person will be able to donate something. That's in-kind donor. Are you taking time to send the message systems? We really want you to do that. Inshallah. Currently, Women Health First is uh, providing, um, how you call it, uh, fresh water for the whole community, for the whole community in West Africa. We start in one community at a time. Or we have, uh, we are currently in the process of uh, providing water, water well to people of uh, Kojo Sahuen. Kojo Sahuen is located in uh, the district of uh, Aho, of uh, east of Wahala. In, uh, it is uh, 155 kilometers from Lome. And Lome is the capital town of Togo, West Africa. The pictures that you see, all those pictures is from Kojo Sahuen village. They are so happy that we have delegate person to come over there for them. Why? Because we, Women Health First, would like to target the most devastating area. And that area is arid region. They share with us that 90% of their hospital bed, 90% in the clinic are contaminated with waterborne diseases. 90%. So the problem they have in their area is what a problem and that can resolve all of their problems. Now, so once we, that's, we say one community at a time, absolutely. We're gonna cover West Africa by the grace of God. Women Health First plan to do 12 countries in West Africa. Those countries will be Ghana, Benin, Nigeria, Gambia, Liberia, Mali, Senegal, Guinea, Sierra Leone, and Burkina Faso. If you feel like there is a country and you can show us the data that they are in extreme need, you let us know. We can add it once we receive a fund. Because this is again, is a proposal. Once we have a fund, we can start three countries at a time or we can do all the country at a time because what we need is just to have a representative of each country to run the operation. Of course, Dr. Mohamed will be supervising all the projects that we may have. Yeah. So I've been saying, how much it costs to provide water and to alleviate the misery, not only the physical, you know, the hard labor, women walking long distances to come in, and collecting the dirty water that will bring them disease, but because they have no choices, how can we do to help and how much it costs? Well, average well, water well costs 1,000, you know, in Africa. Average well in a deep well tube water well is 10,000. 
and African solar power water well is 15,000. We didn't have time to put all those data, but if you need any additional information, like how many meter and what it is, we have all the project engineering report that we can share. Yeah, so that's what, basically that's what it costs. So those are the projects. So we want you to support. We really want you to support, yes, to provide, you know, manual pump, as you can see on your left. So that not only they can have a fresh hair, fresh water to drink, to take a shower, to really um, alleviate the suffering of walking long distance, you know, be able to do who do and purify themselves, prevent them from diseases and missing classes. So that being said, we conclude by having one simple quote from the Quran. What is what? And have you seen the water that you drink? Is it you who brought it down from the cloud? Or is it we, Allah who bring it down? If we will, we will make it bitter. So why? Why are you not grateful? SubhanAllah. This is a Surah Al-Waqiyah, Ayah 58 and 70. Sisters, let's do something. Let's help our people. Let's help our people. That being saying, look at the last poster that I sent you. The picture of a woman, not only she coming to collect the dirty water, but she have a baby on her back in the sunny days, in the moldy, just to get this water. On the other hand, on your left, this is a sister in her kitchen, okay? Washing her hand, washing her hand. Yes, why? Because she probably attended a couple of days ago, our workshop, and we say, it's important to wash your hand. Well, on the right hand, hand or the right of this presentation, what will you do if you don't have a water to wash your hand? How will you prevent COVID-19, the current pandemic that has taken lives? How will you prevent other diseases? I really thank you so very much taking time of your busy schedule to come here from the, because at the end of the day, it's not to give you opportunity to make your sadaqat al-jariya, no, but also opportunity for you to reflect, to see how you use the water at your home. When we complain about we don't have this, we don't have this, we don't have this, so much list of we don't have. How about the one that we have? The most important thing, the water. The water sisters. Thank you so very much. Dr. Mohammed, if you have yeah. any questions or comments, and then we will take some questions. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Sister Nahila, for this very um, thought-provoking webinar that kind of highlights on us to be grateful 
for the resources we have around us, especially water. Look at the importance of water in Islam and also consider helping people around the world that have water crisis. As she emphasized on the water sanitation hygiene project, this indeed would alleviate suffering, death, miss school, gender inequality, you name it, she mentioned it already. Um, this is a very project that is there to us and we cannot do it alone. We have to do it with people. We have to seek funding from different places. And um, this includes from our sisters here. So please um, feel free to reach out to us if you could help in any way. I noticed um, one of our sisters, uh, one of the audience has their hand up. Oh, thank you so much, sister. This is an, a, a very good um, addition um, to, to the process. Yes, this is really going to come a long way if we can create, um, we will look into that with Sister Nahila. I don't know if Sister Nahila wants to add any comments to it, but that is a very good advice to have a re recurrent source of funding that would be able to maintain the budget and the project. Sister Nahila, do you want to say something in that regard? Yes, thank you so very much, Dr. Mohamed. And thank you so very much, Sister Kairat, Ms. K, for this uh, valuable insight and input. We really appreciate you. Yeah, so thank you so very much, leaving your busy schedule and be here and try to help us. Welcome, thank you so much for asking because it's always good. Transparency is very important, especially in cases where people are looking for funds to use to, to help humanity. If you, if you are not transparent, people will not trust the, the project. So thank you for helping us bring it to light and so that we could answer you in such a way that other people would also benefit from the answer. I know that we've gone way past our time. Um, just to recap and round up, water is life. Water gives people life. Um, without clean, safe water, a lot of people die. We could see there's a lot of um, death, diseases, and because alhamdulillah we are in a developed country that we get access to distance, we, we really want to go back and, and give back to the community, our form of charity, inshallah. May Allah accept it from us. Um, Sister Nahila did a lot of justice to this um, presentation. May Allah make it easy for Women Health First and the members and whoever um, participated, whether in cash or in kind, towards donating for this project. Um, my name once again is Ramatu Muhammad, um, Vice President Health Promotion for Women Health First, and I would want to let Sister Nahila Iva, our CEO, um, close this. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Dr. Mohamed. Uh, we did it all, and like you said, we already went over over time. Thank you very much for you being here, sisters, and at this point, we would like to call it off for today. And if you need any more questions and information or anything you need, Dr. Mohamed already put in a chat, you can reach out to us and we can further assist you in terms of how will you be able to be involved. Thank you so very much and have a very good evening and a good afternoon, wherever you're chipping from. 
and uh, wish you all the best. Thank you so very much for your support and your guidance. Thank you.